Hi, my name is Erin. Welcome to our weekly Maison Mission broadcast. This is episode number one. Wow, episode number one. Just saying those words is significant for so many reasons. It's a new beginning, a fresh start. There's an empty canvas in front of us. And while we all might have our own ideas and expectations of what Maison Mission will look like, we don't really know. And that's exciting and terrifying and amazing all at once. What we do know is that many of us feel like we don't fit in at church for a variety of reasons. We identify with who Jesus is and even have a strong faith in him, but we can't seem to figure out why many churches do or say the things that they do that seem to be so opposed to the Jesus we read about in the Bible. We're looking for something more honest, more graceful, more humble, more loving, and more inclusive. The word maison comes from a Greek word that means greater. The maison mission is about finding greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. So we want to welcome you on this journey with us as we discover what this maison mission really could be together. Well, good morning or afternoon or evening or whenever you happen to to be watching this. My name is Levi Lowry, and I'm one of the pastors of a new church or, or faith community that is starting up. It's something new, and it's something for everyone. Uh, The faithful, it's for uh, the faithless, the critic, the skeptic, it's for the sinner, it's for the saint, and we are Maison Mission. And Maison is the Greek word for something greater, not greater in the sense that that we're better, but Jesus, he, he basically had this this thing that he said. He said that those who come after will do even greater things than him. And so we're, we're leaning into that, into the greater things of God, and we're excited about it, and there'll be more about that uh, in the future. But it felt right and it felt good to start something new in the season of Advent. It just felt appropriate because Advent is the first season in the Christian calendar. And and so as followers of Jesus around the world, uh, we realize that that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so we even tell time just a little bit differently. And so there are these different seasons uh, and rhythms that we move uh, through throughout the year. And Advent is the beginning of the year. Just like January 1st is the beginning of a, a new calendar year, Advent is the beginning of the Christian calendar. And it is this season of, of waiting and preparing for the, the comings of Christ. And so uh, we anticipate his birth uh, as a baby. We do this every year uh, as we, we lead towards Christmas. Uh, we experience his comings through the Word and the, and the Holy Spirit, even currently. And then we believe that in the future one day, he, he will come once and for all, and he will set things right. And so we are waiting and preparing for, for all of these comings of Jesus. And so it is a season of hopeful anticipation, of hopeful expectation as we wait, uh, hopefully, for the arrival of the Messiah uh, to come as a baby uh, who's arriving in word and spirit and will arrive once and for all. 
And so we have this four-week season that we mark in, in different ways through Advent calendars that have uh, a little candy that, that you open up and you take it out each day and it, it builds this anticipation. And even in the church, if you've grown up in the church, we often light candles uh, that mark the themes of, of hope, peace, joy, and love. And so we join the global church in, in watching, in waiting, in anticipating, in preparing for the coming of, of Jesus. And so I'm going to be honest. There's this temptation in our culture to skip the waiting, to skip the anticipating, to, to not do the preparation, and j- just simply jump into full-on Christmas mode. And I'm going to tell you what. This year... If you do that, I'm not going to judge you, all right? Maybe in the past I would have judged you, uh, but this year I'm not going to judge you. But I'm also going to encourage you, give it some thought, because there are tremendous blessings that are available to us when we are willing to enter into this season of stillness, of quietness, of even darkness, and to, to wait and to watch and to prepare for when God is going to, to burst on to the scene. So I'm not going to judge you if you don't do it, but I'm, I'm telling you, you really could be missing out on some incredible blessings by just jumping ahead to Christmas. One of my favorite memories that kind of illustrates this, this hopeful expectation is uh, we grew up in just outside of Atlanta in a suburb, and, and my grandma, who lived up in St. Louis, she would fly down for the holidays. And so uh, we were just like any other kids. We were pestering our parents for days and weeks ahead of time. How many more days? How many more days till grandma gets here? And then the day would finally arrive and we would hop into the car and drive over to Hartsfield Airport. And they had the the subway trains and it was just this experience that we loved, the whole thing. And we would get all the way back to the terminal. I don't know if you remember that you could actually do that back in the day. You didn't have to wait at baggage claim. Uh, Pre-9-11, you could actually go back to the terminal where they were exiting the plane. They were coming off that jetway. And my sisters and I, we we were like hawks scanning a field for field mice because we had this competition to see who would be the first one to give Grandma a hug. And um, I I remember that... um, we were just hopefully expecting her to come. And it wasn't this hope. Sometimes we have this idea that the word hope means like maybe it's going to happen or wishful thinking, but it's really trust. We had this trust that that grandma was going to show up because every time that she told us she was going to be there, she would show up. Now, we didn't know exactly where she was going to be in that big group of people or if she would be one of the first ones off or one of the last ones off, but but we had to keep watch uh, to make sure uh, that we saw her uh, when she arrived. And so that's a lot like this this Advent season. And so we have a passage for today, and it it comes from uh, the book of Mark, uh, chapter 13. I'm going to be honest with you. I have uh, used this text before in in Advent, and it's always just felt a little bit off because it doesn't feel Christmassy. There, there's there's not like angels, and there's not sheep and shepherds. There's there's none of that stuff yet. In fact, it feels dark. 
Uh, it feels cryptic. It, it feels apocalyptic because uh, the passage that we have for today is really focusing on um, the coming of Jesus that many believe has not happened yet when he comes and sets everything right once and for all. And so it can seem uh, a little bit dark for the pre-Christmas, but we're going to get into it. And I can't imagine a more perfect passage for this year. Okay, so we're going to read it and you're just going to feel all Christmassy when we're done. All right, so here we go. This is Mark chapter 13 and it's verses 24 through 37. So it's a bit long. Hang in there. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Are you, are you feeling the, the, the holiday vibes yet? At that time, men will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happen, you know that it's near, right at the door. I tell you this tr uh, the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with an assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he suddenly, if he comes suddenly, do not tell him, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch with an exclamation point at the end. And uh, if you grew up in the church like I did, that passage was never read around Christmas time. That passage was used like on the last night of the summer youth camp. Basically, if you had held out all week and you, you weren't ready to have uh, a relationship with Jesus, they, they would pull this one out and uh, they, they would scare you with it and basically say, you don't know the day, you don't know the time. Uh, God could come uh, like a thief in the night <laughs> and use it to, to get you to commit your life to Jesus. But we can do better than that. Um, there, there's something going on in this passage and it is written in apocalyptic form, and we're going we're gonna to see what that is in, in just a minute. But if we're real, 2020 has been a year that, that we will not forget. There has been uh, death. There's been loss. There's been sickness. There's been unemployment. There have been worldwide countries have, have been on lockdown. Um, we're over 200,000 deaths just in America. Uh, most of us know at this point someone uh, who has had COVID, whether they, uh, it was a mild case or uh, someone who even passed away. It's, it's, it's around us. And this is a year that we're going to remember. It's been hard. It's been difficult. It's been a mess. Uh, more so for some than others, but we can collectively agree that it's been a really hard year. And as I was reading this passage and doing a little bit of study, 
uh, I realized that the, the book of Mark is the first of the four Gospels, uh, the accounts of Jesus' life, to be written. And many scholars believe that it was written during or just after this historic event in the lives of the Jewish people. They, uh, in 70 AD, uh, maybe 40 years after Jesus had died, there was a revolt by the Jews against uh, the Roman occupation. And they, they finally decided that they had had enough and they were going to try to overthrow Rome. But it didn't go well for them. Like, it didn't go well at all. They got completely squashed and they didn't overthrow Rome. And, and Rome went as far as to not just suppress the people, but to destroy the temple that had been built in Jerusalem. And one pastor said this. He said, uh, The Roman armies vanquished the rebellion and destroyed the Jewish temple, desecrating for Jews what was nothing less than the sacred heart of the world. The message of Mark's gospel is thus a message of hope proclaimed in the midst of uh, catastrophe. To really hear it, we have to listen from the position of desolation, chaos, and bewilderment. We have to listen alongside the traumatized soldier, the displaced refugee, the pregnant teenager, the heartbroken addict. This is where Mark lives. These are the depths from which he proclaims his good news. So when I say I can't imagine that there would be a better passage for us to look at I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. It's in, it is in that, that desperateness that he is proclaiming the good news. And it is in the middle of the mess that is 2020 that we can begin to realize and live into the fact that there is good news available to us. He goes on to say, uh, When death-dealing forces seem to have the upper hand, one ancient literary response was to envision an immediate an imminent future in which God directly comes to the rescue in spectacular fashion, righting wrongs, routing wrongdoers, and thereby inaugurating a new era of justice and compassion. This literature is often called apocalyptic. Uh, God, and, and what it means is uh, an uncovering or a revealing. And so God pulls aside the veil, revealing to God's people the hidden dramatic rescue to come. Apocalyptic narratives and images can be found throughout the Bible, typically including cryptic poetic language, ominous signs in the heavens, falling stars, natural disasters, anguish, followed by victory. And so, in essence, these are extravagant, evocative visions of hope when all seems lost. And I love the fact that at the very end of this passage, Mark says, keep awake, keep awake, stay alert. Don't fall asleep, even even though the world is a mess around you. And so as we enter this season of Advent, this may be the perfect time to realize what Advent is all about. Uh, entering into the, the shadows of despair, uh, war, sorrow, sickness, death, hate, and actively, hopefully, expecting Jesus to come. And we do that. We light these candles of hope, peace, joy, and love. And so I encourage you, if you just don't feel like you can paint the smile on, you're in good company. There are so many that are just, we can't fake it till we make it uh, this year.
We just have to realize that, that it's been hard, it's been long, it's been difficult, but it does not mean that we are without hope. It does not mean that God has not come near. It does not mean that, that God is, is distant and, and far away from us. Uh, and so this is an Advent season, uh, unlike uh, many that any of us have ever experienced. And so uh, once we've entered uh, the shadows kind of intellectually and emotionally, it's, it's when we're there that we can proclaim the good news. That's where hope rings out, when all hope seems lost. And so what I would say to you is the, the vision that has been pulled back is that God is on the move. This is what we're to watch for. The truth behind this passage is that God is on the move, that He is near, He is continuing to come near, He is at work in the world around us. So I encourage you to, to sit in the darkness, wait expectantly with hopeful expectation that, that He is doing something. And if He prompts you, join Him in the work that He is already doing. This is good news, that He can give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear the good work He's already doing in the world around us. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank You for this season uh, that's been celebrated for like 1,700 years of, of waiting. Uh, this year, more than ever, um, in the darkness, but not without hope, because we know the truth of this passage. We know the truth of your character, the truth of who you are, is that you're not far away, that you have come near. It's all over the Gospels. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of God is here. Help us to see it. Help us to hear it. Help us to join in the work that you're already doing. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. A few reminders before you go. This broadcast is made possible by the financial support and donations from people like you. Maison Mission is a church. If you would like to support the mission with a one-time gift or as a regular giver of tithes and offerings, we have a giving link in the broadcast. Join us next week as we continue in our series, Hopeful Expectations. Take care and God bless you.